Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from irisportsdaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Jamie University. It is it is the day, Jamie, the opening of spring practice. It feels like such a monumental thing. We've done so many pods, like I've mentioned before, about coaching changes and all that other stuff. It, it The start of spring practice this year feels especially jubilant, especially jubilant time. So March 22nd, uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, roster movement, uh, uh, uniform number changes, uh, coaching kind of moves, not not moves in terms of coaches out of the out of the program, but different titles. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, position changes and uh, all that stuff. Practice observations, Marcus Freeman observations. Um, it's it's all going to be included in here. Very excited to talk about those things with everybody. So if you like what you hear, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you know we're going live on, on a different day, right? We normally go on Thursday and this is Wednesday. So if you missed the show yesterday and you didn't know, there would be this would alert you, right? The 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 alert, the hit the notification bell lets you know, hey, we're going live to talk about spring practice. So um, hit us up on our uh, on our pod feeds as well. Links in the description below to Apple, Spotify, and and wherever you get your podcast. So, um, but before that, Jamie, well, let's just say let's say hi to some people. Uh, Chris Wojak is in here. Uh, Mitchell Vahilek is in here. He's watching from 35, 34,000 feet, Jamie. Mitchell Vahilek is on, is is on an airplane. Good Wi-Fi on that plane. That's that's awesome. God Wang yeah. is here for a second day in a row. And uh, we've got something special for, you, for for the people, Jamie, speaking of God Wang. So, Jamie, your wife is a working professional, right? She is. She is. She is. A, a, many people would say a titan in the uh, the uh, sports medicine industry. Uh, so she she she's uh, very, very much a professional lady. My wife is very much a professional lady. And a lot of the times, Jamie, and I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I we, we have to go to these dinners. We have to go to these events, weddings, things like that, where it's like I gotta dress. I can't dress like I normally do, right? Like I, I I like to wear my 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 hoodies. I like to wear you know casual stuff, like super casual, right? And that's my vibe. Don't like to spend a lot of money on clothes and stuff, and and it's just not my thing. But you know what, Jamie? When you go to these dinners and you go to these things, you got you got to dress a little bit better. You right? You you, you need just go to right. Go to items, dress better, and that's where ESQ Clothing comes in, Jamie. That's where ESQ Clothing uh, comes in, the sponsor of this program. And if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe this spring, like I am always, ESQ has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt. Okay, it's crafted from highly quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable, Jamie, saving money on dry cleaning. Unbelievable. So you've seen uh, ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo shirt on every photo of Marcus Freeman, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading out uh, heading out for a night out, going out with your wife, going to a wedding, some sort of a you know a dinner dinner date, that sort of thing. So you, uh, very versatile, very versatile. And for ISD listeners only, only twenty uh, you get twenty three percent off for spring football from now until the blue gold game. So that's April 22nd uh, using code ISD spring. So use the code ISD spring, get an exclusive 23% off the best dress shirt you'll ever wear. Check out esqclothing.com and upgrade your shirt game. Jamie, I, I, I recommend it for everyone. Put, upgrade your shirt game. I mean, what a promo right there. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll just say <laughs> right now that, uh, 
uh, any, if anyone else is like me that, you know, when you're wearing a suit, you're wearing a dress shirt, uh, especially for the former linemen out there like me, you sweat, you sweat. It's just impossible not to you sweat and it's not a good look in a dress shirt. Even if it's covered up by a suit jacket, it's not a good look. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't have to say the shirt. It's, it's very breathable. It's very comfy. It's very, hey, Joe it's, bro. Yeah. Joe bro says, where's the link? Uh, it's a, it's on the scroll below esqclothing.com. Check it out. Check it out. Esqclothing.com. There's a link right there. Uh, hit it up, hit it up. Got a lot of good stuff and there's going to be a review. We, we have some stuff coming in. We're going to wear it during the show and we're, we're going to give it the honest review, Jamie. We're going to, we're going to let it know. I'm very confident it's going to be great. So, all right, Jamie, we're getting into it. Spring, spring has started. Uh, let's start with some, uh, the roster movement number changes and that sort of thing. Okay, so right off the bat, um, but before Marcus Freeman made the announcement, Will Schweitzer put it on uh, on Twitter and I think on Instagram that he's uh, taking a medical retirement. It sounds like he, he has a congenital heart condition that was discovered during a non-football activity. And I, I don't want to read between the lines too much, but it, it seemed like it could possibly have been, been a scary situation, right? I, this is not something we had heard about. But, he, you know, it, when you discover something like that, it's usually yeah. because, you know, everything was fine, right? And maybe, maybe it was just like a checkup or something, but it didn't sound like that. So he's retiring from football. Uh, good luck to him. He's going to stay with the program. He's going to stay with the university and, and get his degree. Um, so good luck to him for that. Uh, Justin Walters has taken a medical retirement. Uh, Ron Paulus III has taken a medical retirement. Caleb Johnson is no longer with the program. Philip Riley and Josh Bryan are also no longer with the program. Um, I'm not sure if that means that they are, um, if they are still with the university or, you know, no longer with the program. I'm not sure what that means, but, um, that's the, that's the update with those guys. So I, I believe Notre Dame is down to 87 scholarship players. Jamie, do I have that right? I think so. Okay. So 87 scholarship players there. Um, so look, you, you had a, I, you had a hot take yesterday. It wasn't you, you prefaced it ahead of time. Like it's not really a hot take. It's more of just like, Hey, this is what's probably going to happen. So just getting everyone prepared for that. And there was, there were, there were a lot of players who have, who have left the program and that sort of thing. Um, number changes, Jamie, number changes, everyone it, it's it, number changes are such a big deal and uh, that it's totally fine. Right. I, I think that's uh number changes are always fun to talk about. Um, I don't know why it just is um, like, I like uh, so Xavier Watts is now number zero. Uh, Deion Colsey is now number zero. Xavier Watts moving to zero hurt my feelings because I wore number 26 and I was a safety. And it's like they're the, the number 26 is safety. I just I felt like there was something there with us, Jamie. We had a special thing. We both wore the same number and I've been pumping them up. For I think zero is a pretty badass number for, for it, a safety. It, it, I like not, it. It's not. I can't hate on it, but it just I, I like I like the zero. <clears throat> so I, I like the 26, but that's fine. Uh, Chris Tyree is number two and we're going to get into him in a little bit. Uh, Jalen Sneed is number three. That was his high school number. Tobias Merriweather is number five. Um, let's see. There were some other ones uh, that are that I'm blanking on. Uh, Jaden Mickey's number seven, right? And I think is that all of them, Jamie? Is that all of the? Uh, I think so. It was there, a lot of like the, a lot of the single digit. Everybody wants a single digit. Yeah, everyone that's, that's... wants. Everyone wants a single digit. And look, the single digits are nice, right? And I understand, like guys, um, a guy. Uh, you know, guys like to uh, wear their high school numbers and that sort of thing. And that, so that's, that's good. 
so uh, let's see. Uh, LS needs to go back to 21. What does that mean? What do you think that means, Jamie? From I think the UK? he's me and Lorenzo Styles. Needs to oh, Lorenzo Styles, go back to 21. Oh, first of all, 21 was my high school number, so I, I would, I would, I would do it. Uh, so I think, I think that's uh, that's something that could happen. Probably won't though. I think everyone likes number four. I like. Who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big. I like uh, honestly, whatever. Like I know whatever people get into the numbers. Like it, it is cool. Like I think getting zero is cool. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 apologies for the, the 26 moving on, but I, I do think and getting a single digit. Yeah, it's cool. And if whatever you feel good in it, go for it. That's there what I, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? I was 42. I was 40, 42 in high school. I, I waited till I got a chance to get 42 in college. Hmm. Got it. Got a chance to do that too. I mean, I was 42, was 42 great. playing nose tackle. I mean, I was when I was when I got to forty two. I was ended up. Uh, I was back out at end, so that was good. Oh, uh, got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Rajon, just a quick, uh, quick comment on Audric Estime. Looks leaner. Absolutely, he does. He looks like he's slimmed down a good bit, and that'll be interesting to see what how that uh, affects his play and how how that changes. So, um, but we're gonna get into we're gonna get into observations and that sort of thing. So, greatness through God. Uh, thoughts on Rico Flores. We're going to get into him. We're, we're going to show the practice clips that uh, that Matt took today, and then we'll we'll comment on those. Um, some of the coaching stuff um, uh, or roster movement, I should say. Before Chris Tyree was working in the slot, and that's that's interesting, right? We've we've talked about a number of times that what's what's going to happen with him. What's his role going to be? How are they going to get him the ball? How are they going to get him involved? And so they moved him to the slot. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, coaching announcements, uh, just a few, uh, or just a couple, um, uh, Mike Mickens is now the passing game coordinator on defense. Uh, so that's a, probably a promotion and a bump in pay for him. So that, that's good for him. And Dylan McCullough is now the running game coordinator on offense as well. So, uh, that's probably the same thing. And we had heard, you know, Marcus Freeman said that all of his coaches got interest from, was it uh, other schools or NFL schools or something like that? All 10, right. And so obviously a few left. Right. So that's um, that in, in order to retain guys, you give them bumps in pay, you give them promotions, you give them additional titles and that sort of thing. And that furthers them all in their career. So, uh, Jamie, anything on on all the things that I just talked about with roster movement, coaching announcements and all that stuff? Um, I think uh, just quick on the coaching, I think that's um, I mean, it's an important thing. Like, I mean, people always make fun of like how many coordinators they have. I mean, really, it's just a title. It, it is a way to give, give guys a bump and pay. Um, but at the same time, it could also could be a path to, you know, someone being a coordinator and the, the actual yeah. coordinator later yeah. on. Right. So that's something to think about, uh, going forward for those guys. Um, and I, and I think just in terms of the, the, you know, the roster movement, uh, and like Tyree at receiver, and him getting some work there. I think that's just something that um, it kind of goes back to what we talked about with him before. Like he needs space. Yeah. He needs space. And if, if he was in a different offense, um, then I think, you know, that was like 10 personnel spreading guys out. If he was in like, they had like Baylor splits, like super wide, um, you know, splits for the thing. And then he had that space inside. Then, I mean, you can run him inside all you want. But when you're running 13 personnel and trying to be congested with it, it's not even that that he doesn't have the the feet or the vision. Um, it's just that, um, uh, I mean, 
it, it's that he needs some some space. So wherever he gets touches, and I see where Pops is saying in terms of like um, you know the freshman receivers. It's not even that he would. I, I don't even expect him to be like a full time receiver. Maybe he will be, but I I don't expect it. I just expect it to be like he's got to be. You got to get this guy touches, and that was like one of the things with why we complained about Tommy Reese's usage. Yeah, for him. you got to get him touches. You got to get him uh, in space and get him a chance to use his speed. Yeah, and and that's the main thing. So. I won't, wouldn't say he's going to be like, well, he's going to be the starting slot or anything like that. I, I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think Pops or anyone has to worry about like him taking away like a ton of reps from a lot of young guys. Um, at, at the same time, too, if he wants to go play at the next level, this is his path. Yeah. It's his path. He's got to be able to show this kind of thing because he's not going to be a guy who lines up you know, in, in the backfield all the time. Uh, if he's going to play in the league, he's got to be able to show that. And they clearly think they're not getting the most out of him just at running back, right? I mean, because he's been at running back, he's got he's gotten a, a lot of touches at running back, and and I think for them, they just feel like maybe it's not clicking for him. And also, mm-hmm. like, th- there's just a a practical you know realization that like, look, Estime and Diggs, they got to get their touches, right? And it's hard to go with three, you know. And so I I think for them, it's like, look, we we have to find a way. Where does he fit best? And it's a good, and, and so it's a good, it's a big spring for him in terms. I, I, and, and with this move, I hope he drops a little bit of weight. I, he doesn't, if he's not going to be like a full time running back, they're going to put him in the slot. Then, then, you know, he doesn't need to be, you know, 195, 197. Like he's listed 197 on the, on the, uh, on the roster right now. Those are not updated weights, but that's what he played at last year, you know, according to the school. And, and I think he can drop weight then if he's going to be in the slot. You don't have to be that. Get down and get down below 190. Be a little bit quicker, right? Be a little bit more elusive there. Get that, get that long speed back. I think that would really help him. So um, that'll be interesting to track throughout the spring. Uh, Joe Burrow asked the question: Who's the best number four uh, at Notre Dame? Uh, Rajon brought up Lee Becton. Uh, Ga Wang came up with a couple. He said Corey Miner, who uh, was was coached by my high school coach at Bishop Mott. So he. Um, I have an affinity for him for that. Uh, Ryan Grant as well. Jamie, can you think of another number four that none, none really popped in my mind, but can you think of another one? I can't. Those guys were the guys that I thought of too. I mean, I'm sure there's probably like a number four from back in the day that it was like before uh, my time uh, that was, you know, that someone will remember, but um, those guys stand out to me. I mean, just personal favorites. Corey Miner was my personal favorite out of, out of those guys, but uh, I mean, I mean, who, who didn't love Lee Beckton and Ryan Grant as well too? Like, didn't I mean, love those Lee are Beckton. those are pretty those are pretty good uh, pretty good backs. Yeah, so solid number fours. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's go on to practice observations. And while we do that, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the clips that um, that Matt talk, that, that Matt took today, and then we, we can talk through them and uh, we can uh, you know go over what we see. Right. So there's Sam Hartman. Looking great, you know, doing his uh, his throwing. Kenny Minchie out there throwing. Great to see Jamie. Great to Kenny see Minchie Kenny Minchie. Looks looks good for an early enrollee. Like looks good. Um, I mean, whatever. You can't read too much into this kind of stuff or whatever, though. Although I think I mean, the, the fact camera. that he's even like, out there. The fact that he's yeah, even yeah. Out there throwing. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, game. like, I'm just talking about that, like one particular drill, right? Like, and obviously, you're not going to be able to see too much here. The, the main thing is you want to see physically 
how yeah. these guys look, yeah. right? So as we get into so here's uh I believe it's uh Tobias, Tobias yeah. right? And first, you know, nice little toe drag there in there, but I think noticeably thicker, noticeably yeah. thicker, right? So that's something that's important. That's Caleb um, Smith. Uh looks like it out of the slot. Yeah. It's a really good um, Rico Flores too. Yeah, they're really, really nice. Really nice. Um uh, Dion Colsey rocking the zero there, dropping his hips. Um, uh, not a great ball there. Not a great ball there. That's not a great ball. I really like that drill though. It's yeah, a really good drill. There's Jane Greathouse. Yeah. Um, obviously, great job by Matt getting uh, all these young guys uh, shots. But look at Jane Thomas. Like looks good he man. Looks he looks like a million bucks. That was I mean, a clip of Tyree there in the slot too. Looking yeah. Really smooth. Um, and uh, I mean, there's something you want to see. Lorenzo Styles, yeah. hands catching it, making making a nice natural catch there. You know, that's just the ba- main thing. And Marcus Freeman talked about it after too, right? It's just confidence. He's got to get back, right? That's the main thing. He's got to get his confidence back. Cam Hart out doing stuff. Uh, Marcus Freeman said that he's uh, no contact, but I want. So there's different definitions of con- no contact, right? So there's there's no contact in that. Um, you know, it's like. You can't tackle, right? Okay, yeah. but is it no contact? Like we're not even doing one on ones. We're not doing seven on sevens. Like I wonder what that means. Yeah, uh, I, I I do wonder what that means because um, they do that a lot too, right? With guys where they will just like so Prince Colley last year was like not doing contact, but then he did. He was involved in like Skelly and yeah. stuff, right? So um, you know we'll see. I mean these are just whatever. They're just getting shots of the of this yeah. alignment. I went went. Uh, wouldn't uh, read anything into any of this stuff. You don't have to read anything, Jamie. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm ready to name starters. Okay. So. Well, let, well, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's get, let's put out the two deep. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. Yeah. So yeah. So that's good stuff from Matt. Um, and it's like first five periods today. So, um, you know, not, not a ton, but you know, you get to see a move around. Next Saturday, full open practice. Uh, I'll be there. Drew Mentok will be there. Drew Mentok was also there today um uh you know he had a good practice report as well i suggest everyone go check that out um yep. as well as got got a couple little nice insights in there yeah um, we had a couple yeah. isd had a couple guys on site right so matt was there and and drew was there so uh check out their stuff on irsportsdaily.com uh pops with an esq shout out esq baby i got a suit from there not cheap great quality highly recommend so there's from pops mcgee there's a there's a big um big so why we love you pops that's right that's right. So okay, um, some some uh, so uh, kind of long form observations there. I mean, the, the receivers they're always going to get me when when you see them moving around and, and running routes on air. Um, I just think they all. I I just think there's so many options now. You know, I, and, and last year it was so it just felt like it was so. Um, just like man, you you know you see like four routes and it's like okay, like now we're into walk ons and now it's like oh there's you know, Braylon James and there's Jaden Greathouse, right? And Deion Colsey looks a lot better. Like Deion Colsey physically, I think is, is really coming along, right? I think he yeah. was, a he, he was, it was going to take him some time to get physically mature. Um, he was always tall, but he wasn't physically like strong. Like you could just tell, like he didn't have that, that sh- core strength even throughout his body. And now I think that's there. And I think he's a, he's a bit of a sleeper, right? I think that you know, even for, for me and, and I think you a little bit, like we're predicting these great things for Tobias, but 
there's no reason that Deion Colsey can't take his own little leap on his own. Right. And I think that's, uh, that's something that's kind of simmering under the radar. And it is exciting in that you wonder if, or not just wonder, but it's just like, there are so many guys like you, we could sit here and make a case for like four or five different receivers to have a huge year this year. And, and why would, why would it not happen? Right between Caleb Smith and Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey and, and uh, Tobias Merriweather, uh, you know, Jaden Thomas you brought up before. And then that's five guys right there where it's like, they could be huge this year. You know, you could see any of those guys catching 40 plus balls. And so, and, and then, and then you factor in, you know, the, the freshman, right. The, the Rico Flores and, the, and Chris Tyree, like what can he add to the situation? Right. Jaden Greathouse. So, Jaden Greathouse. So, um, you know, it, there's there's just a lot there, Jamie. I'm I'm very excited about that. What what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, well, I think the one thing with Colsey too is it, it's a pretty huge spring for him because um, you know you're bringing in Caleb Smith. You think you know um, if he's going to be a guy who plays at the boundary and potentially be the starter there. I mean, Colsey's got to push for there because Colsey's going to be a boundary guy for sure. He's going to be a boundary guy, so he has to kind of be neck and neck there with, with Smith or, 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 or overpass him there because where, because you have a guy like great house who I think is more physically ready than a lot of guys that would come into um, as an early enrollee. And I mean, great house could be like a couple good practices away from like jumping somebody. If, they have bad practices, you know what I mean? So that's the kind of, that that's where you're at. There's got to be a lot of competition there. And so he's kind of in the in-between right now where he showed, um, you know, did some really good, nice things at the end of the last year. Average over 20 yards a catch. I mean, I was only nine catches, but still, they were like big catches. Yeah. Um, and so now it's, he's, I think he has to take a leap. He has to take a leap. And maybe it doesn't have to be like, a, you know, 40 catch leap, but it has to be, something you have to see that kind of progress because um i mean jade greathouse can be reading the nose neck yeah yeah so there's there's a ton of options there um kirk da anderson fitness says hello so hey uh, thanks for joining the show kirk i really appreciate you being here um and so so there's there's uh, a lot of intrigue with those guys um you know there's talk about estimate i thought Diggs looked a little bit slimmer too which is interesting what what those guys are doing i i'd love to you know, when, uh, when the media gets a chance to talk to them at some point this spring, I'd love to get into why that is, why, why they both think that they, it was a good idea to slim they down. They didn't like the bit. food in Ireland. They, they, maybe yeah. that's what it was, man. It's yeah. like you go to Europe and, and, and like, you know, Ireland and London, that the, yeah. these places are fairly famous for not having the, the, the greatest. They food, are. So. Yeah. so it's, uh, it's maybe that's it. Not maybe big potatoes just, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. Not that. Yeah. They were, they were over it. So maybe that's what it is. Um, that they look good. I, I mean, I'd love to talk to Chris Tyree about what, like, what do you think? Right. Like we're all sitting here prognosticating about what it could be, but I'm, I'm wondering, how he feels and you know people have been uh have been commenting you know he's a he's a transfer candidate not when he's switching to number two you know i like to me you switch numbers you're not yeah, going anywhere yeah. like that's just no so if if it was even a possibility i'd like to uh i'd like to put that to bed um and so so we saw some of the lineman stuff and and matt said uh 
one of the tidbits in his report was we didn't see the lineman lineup or anything like that in terms of like going five across. Um, but he did say it looked like just from the, the drills and the way the drills went that, that, um, these birds are going crazy over here. It's yeah. very distracting for me. You're in an aviary right now. It's, it's terrible. Um, so, but anyway, so Matt was saying that, um, there was a, it, it looked like it was, it was Joe Alt, Michael Carmody, Carell, uh, Christophic, Blake Fisher, which tells me that it's simply a seniority thing when you have Carmody yes. there, right? Like that, the uh, you line up it's first, it's, it's first in the drill. It's like this. Yeah. The seniors go here, the guys who are whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. what I would read into it. I mean, and that's pretty typical of the first day of spring practice. That's why I don't get too hyped up about anything on the first day of spring practice in terms of like a, a, a depth chart or anything like that. Um, yeah, they're just uh, wait till uh, even even when you get um, into this next uh, practice that we're going to go to, you can't overreact too too much to it because you have to remember, like last year um, <clears throat> when they had the one open spring ball practice, like Ryan Barnes was the starting um, you know yeah. boundary corner, and obviously that was just you know, because Cam Hart was hurt and there was like Benjamin Morrison wasn't on campus yet and all this kind of stuff, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but it was just, you know, not indicative of whatever. It just, but that's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity. And that's the way you kind of, kind of got to look at it. And Rudolph is just getting to know these guys. I mean, right. Right. That's, that's why it makes sense. You would go yeah. with the seniority guys. It's like you put them out there first. Um, CFB Hertz says, uh, on the topic of size, I think it was Carmody who was having trouble getting his weight up. Any word on how he looked physically? Um, have you talked to Matt about this, uh, Carmody and or Wagner? I didn't talk. I didn't talk to Matt about uh, Carmody. Um, I didn't. I so I don't know how, how he looked. Um, <clears throat> I but color me skeptical because you know it was his third year last year and yeah, he was too weighty. That's not good. Yeah. Um, like put it this way, it's. Emil Wagner has been on campus since June. You know, that's what, one of the things. That's why I suggest go check out Drew Mentox thing. Because he, you know, asked Sam Pendleton a question about Emil Wagner. And he talked about how how physically developed Wagner is. Yeah. And he's over 280 now. So that's what he, he had said. And he was like a 280 guy with abs. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and Drew mentioned today that even though he saw him from afar, he could tell he physically he he was a different guy yeah he was different a guy certainly not the 267 that he came in wayne last year so i think that's pretty positive uh, about wagner i think we'll see with carmody right like to me it's it's a weird thing to say like you judge someone based on like arms or whatever like totally but like mm -hmm. i can just tell you like i you just see guys that when they as they get bigger, you can see like shoulders and arms and back and whatever, and where guys gain, because you can really like put on there. And Carmody was just like narrow. Yeah. Like, is the way to put it. And like kind of thin arms where I was like, look like freshman arms is, is mm. what I would say last year. So that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for because Christophic last year compared to the, what he used to look like when he had the freshman arms, when he was young, he was a guy who really like made a big physical difference. You could see it in his upper body. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a lot of time when we, we, we see them for the first time, it's like, 
something triggers you in your mind, like I want to keep an eye on that. I want to keep an eye on that. Like there's something that, that, you know, you kind of think about into that point, Westward Manor films is asking, what are the top three things that you want or hope to see when you go to the practice in person? I think always in the spring, you want to see young guys flashing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not them. They're going to be, uh, you know, you don't expect some young guy to just emerge and be like, um, he's arrived there yet, but you just want to see flashing. So like Jalen Sneed, I want to see something, you know, mm -hmm. like th that kind of thing. Like some of the early and early enrollees, you want to see something, right? Like all that, just kind of like last year you go and you see, you see JD price and you're like, okay, you know, like that's something, right? So um, that's definitely, uh, you know, a, a thing I'm looking for. I want to see the receiver play, right? Like I want to see where those guys are at. Like we already talked about, we, we kind of gushed about how good the corners are. Um, and where Notre Dame is at with the cornerback room. So I want to see these receivers and how they look um, against these corners and, and, and where they're at there. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, like we said, there's a lot of, lot of possibility there. There's a lot of like multiple guys that I think could take a next step and you want to see, well, who's taking that next step. Right. Yeah. And then the other, the other, then the other thing is I want to see those young defensive linemen. Right. Cause I think, um, they're missing a lot from last year, right? Like Foskey and the Admiral has played a lot. They were like, they played the most snaps on the team out of anyone, you know, Mills and, and Cross and, and Nana certainly are guys who played a lot um, last year. Uh, but Javante Jean-Baptiste, I know he's not a young guy, but he's a guy who's going to hopefully play a big role, maybe be a starter, right? Where, where is he at? Botello, obviously, where, where's he at? You know, obviously good, uh, uh, not surprising, but he was with the ones today. That's always a good thing. Yeah. But where's, you know, Ford, Burnham, Gobera, like, where are those guys at? Like, I, I, I want to know. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, when, when are you going out there? Uh, well next Friday. Cause it's the Saturdays. The thing. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. That's the open, right? Yeah. Next Saturday. Okay. All right. So Jamie, look for that. That's going to be very exciting. Um, all right, let's get into, um, let's get into Marcus Freeman's comments. So, um, he talked about a number of things, um, talked about, uh, Sam Hartman, basically, uh, he's learning on the fly, but he's a natural leader, commands respect. Like basically he's shown leadership basically right away, um, which is always what, I mean, I think that's been assumed, right. And then we've heard a lot of comments about that, but, uh, Marcus Freeman made a point to mention that. So that's good. Uh, for the Oregon enrollees, um, he wants them to find a balance in life outside of football, um, understanding offense and defense will come. So basically it's like, look, it, get acclimated to the university, right? Like, you know, learning the playbook and all those other things that will come in time, but like get acclimated to the university and make sure you fit in and, and go from there. Um, he said the young receivers made some plays, which, you know, is not a surprise, right? I think those guys are very confident group, right? I think Rajon mentioned uh, you know, they asked, uh, Jaden Greathouse, like, what do you, what do you expect? Uh, what do people expect from, from you this year? And he said, touchdowns, right? Like that's very confident player. And it doesn't come across as cocky. It's just, you know, that's a, a lot, a, a lot of the, a, a lot of Michael Mayer vibe to him in terms of his attitude and how he views, uh, himself as a player. Um, let's see, JD price, uh, Jadarian price is progressing. Um, so he's, uh, you know, not ready to go. He's not going to be full go, um, which is, I think a lot of people expected coming off the Achilles, but he's out there doing things and they, they feel good about his, um, 
his progress. Mentioned Nana Osafa Mensa again as a vocal leader. Um, we've we've noted it a couple of times in shows, Jamie, about how that's uh, it's it, it, it that keeps being brought up, right? That Nana is taking on a leadership role. Um, I think it was last year too. They were yeah. like saying that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's that you got to note it, right? It's notable. And you said, you know, I you mentioned just a second ago that will Javante Jean Baptiste be the starter, right? He's competed with Nana Safamensa. Like that's, I think people assume you you bring him in and he's coming from Ohio State. He, he's going to win the starting job, but I don't I don't know that we should assume that, right? Like I I think that's a competition that's worth um, that's worth monitoring. I mean, I I imagine they'll both play. You know they're both they're both going to to get on the field, so there's no question about that. But it, I like it is, the Voltron; those two guys. One guy's really yeah. good versus the run; the other guy's a much better pass rusher. Yeah, but and maybe and maybe maybe you know those two guys can kind of lift up the weakness of the other, right? When yeah. uh, when when it all gets said and done, so that's good. Um, he was asked about Brandon Hillman, and uh, obviously he didn't go into Brandon Hillman's situation. He said Brandon Hillman can speak on that if he would like. Um, it's his story to tell, but it was interesting that he said that um, they would look possibly, possibly look into bringing another safety, Jamie. And I thought this was interesting because, but, but Brandon Hillman, like I did not expect him to come in and be like a guy, right? Like in terms of he's going to get playing time, I thought that would take some time. Like I think we both thought the potential was there, but. Not, I think he means it more for depth and just numbers. Right. So to that end, what kind of grad transfer safety or not grad transfer specifically, but just a portal safety would you bring in? Who's going to be, uh, who's going to be the, uh, a start? Like you looking for a starter? Like what are you exactly no, looking for? I think he's going to come in for depth. Like uh, uh, that, that to me, I, I think, nah, in I think you'd be surprised. Good. There's a lot of guys that just want to go. And like, there's guys that like, um, there's a lot of Freddie canteens out there. You know what I mean? Like guys that just like, maybe you're like, ah, oh, this guy, I, I mean, I don't know how yeah. this is really going to help, but they could actually be, or, or, I mean, a better analogy is Avery Sebastian, right? Like a guy that just basically is on the roster, right? Like that you're just, you're there and like, you know, maybe aren't, you don't have the highest expectations for it. It's more about like, I mean, maybe you want a master's from the business school. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be something like that. And it could be someone who just wants to be like, hey, I want to go to like, I want to go to Notre Dame. I want to um, get the connections at Notre Dame. I want to get into coaching. I think it's a better job, a better way to me to gain connections in coaching by going to Notre Dame. There's a lot of things like that, right? So um, I don't think it's, I, I think you can easily find somebody like you're just probably not going to get you're not going to get somebody proven um most likely but then again who knows maybe there will be somebody out there that that uh, becomes available like certainly like um like a chris smith type yeah. for, from from harvard last year right there could be somebody like that too so um yeah i i think it'll be interesting to see there i i think when you look at it you have to look at it from this perspective they thought they were going to have Brandon Hillman and Peyton Bowen. So that's two guys yeah. right? that you're, you're losing. And then I think what it does is if you feel good about corner, it maybe opens up somebody to move from corner. 
really, yeah. right? So that might be the might be the thing. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. So David Solomon and <laughs> David was on this a lot yesterday, and it didn't really fit into the show, so we I didn't reference it. But he he was talking about this a lot yesterday about how they, they need at least one safety from the portal. Thomas Harper was brought in to play the nickel. I mean, it, it's Thomas Harper. It's in his best interest to do both of those things. Frankly, he'll do both. And, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that there's like you said, there's a lot of options there. And and it's like, look, in a vacuum, right? Should Notre Dame bring in a safety from the portal? Sure, why not? Right? But again, who's gonna who who's get, who are you gonna get from this portal now? That's gonna like start for you. Like probably no one, right? It's going to be very hard to come in and start over DJ Brown and start over Xavier Watts or Ramon Henderson or Thomas Harper, right? And and so it's like, who? so you're going to come in and just be one of five? It's tough to find that person, like Jamie said. And if, and if that person shows up, then it's like, if it's the fifth guy, well, are we excited about that? Like really excited about that? Like, look, if, if someone decides to come to be the fifth guy, like a Houston Griffith type, then great. Awesome. You know, and we'll talk about it and whatever. And maybe that person can help. But it's like it's not going to shift the makeup of of the position. And it's not going to shift our expectations about the secondary as a whole. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of where Notre Dame is. And frankly, that's where Notre Dame was at receiver last year. Yeah. You know, it was the same problem. You have to bring in a receiver. But then who's going to come in? Who is coming in? I, they are in a better spot at safety than they were at receiver last year, though. Right, but the, yeah. I, I, what I'm saying but is yeah. the problem is the same. And, yes, and, and, yeah. and to your point, they do they they have better safeties now than they did at receiver then. You know what I mean? At the time that we knew of, so yeah. that's why I think bringing a safety, no problem, fine. Right, I'm I'm not against it if they do it. I just think it's going to be hard to find someone who fits what Notre Dame needs as a depth piece, right? Because Brandon Hillman was a depth piece. And and so that's the the concern there, in my opinion. Um, uh, I don't think it'll be like as hard there because I just think at when you're looking at a guy who's as like a grad transfer, it, it might not be impossible. It, it, I don't think it's impossible is the way they're saying. Like, I don't I, think I don't it's impossible either. I, I agree. Like, and – but I, but I do think what is more likely to happen is a corner moves. Yeah, There's a corner moves there. I think that's well. Let, let me let me let me ask you this then to that to that point. Do you think who who is the best candidate at, at the corner position to make a move to safety and be an impact player? I think Clarence Lewis is okay. Is, I agree with you. Yeah. Why do you why do you think that? Well, one, I think Clarence Lewis is really smart. He's got really great football intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a guy who finds the football. He's a guy who's all he makes plays on the ball. That's what yeah. he does, right? Um, I think he's a solid tackler, you know, not the greatest tackle, but he's solid, right? Um, and so I think he's a guy who can go and play a role there. And then I think he might even like you might unlock some more potential out of him there because I think his biggest thing is that he can't like turn and run with the most elite speed guys yeah. on the outside. And he just wouldn't be asked to do that the same. And yeah. Is he going to have the range to be like a center field? No, he's not going to be that guy, but can he be like a split the field guy and like make a play on the ball? Like, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And then, um, yeah, and also, too, the fact that he also kind of played some nickel last year, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously a lot of similarities be between that and 
So I, I think if you're look if they're looking for someone who they want to play and not just be a depth piece, um, obviously it depends on how you feel about at corner because if he's the third corner, I mean, I don't know how much it makes sense, but if he's not, then obviously that's different. And, and that underscores to like why it's such a big spring for chance Tucker, you know, because that's, that allows them to say, okay, like chance Tucker can be our third corner or our fourth corner or whatever. And so then we can, we can get a little creative with, with, uh, with Clarence Lewis. I mean, you know, Christian that, Gray, it's, that's Christian Gray thing. is another Christian one. Gray. Like, so there, there's a ton of opportunity there for a- anyone to just kind of like, Hey, we know Clarence Lewis can play. Let's get these guys going. And then, and then, you know, we, yeah, we can, that's we can why guys, Clarence yeah, sorry to interrupt, but just no, no worries. guys like, uh, like gray, uh, Jaden Mickey, um, you know, those are key guys in, in, in chance Tucker. Those are key guys. Um, this camp because if all of a sudden you're like, oh, these three guys can all play this year, like they're gonna whatever, and you know Mickey can play, so whatever, that's already yeah. a given, right? But and you think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a lot better, um, you know, in year two. So if you get that, but then you get Tucker and you get Gray too, well, then you have that on top of Hart and um and Morrison. Well, then you're like. Well, now we we have the luxury to move Clarence Lewis, right? Yeah, we have the luxury to play him there. So that's the way that I kind of see it. And then and that's why too, like you know, so if Harper, if they say like, yeah, he's going to compete at the nickel, and that, and that makes sense. It makes total mm-hmm. sense. But I want to see right now if they can find another nickel, a guy that they really like there, and then. If that's the case, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well then maybe we don't have to worry about Harper. We just say like, you're going to compete there, but we, we like this guy. We think he's going to be our starting nickel. So Harper concentrate more on safety. So that's what, that's what kind of the spring is all about is finding about, it's finding about your football team and what you have and what you have, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are. And then you address it because you might say, Mark Stream might say today, yeah, we want to look in the portal, but the, and then maybe by the end of spring, they're like, we need someone in the portal. Yeah. And maybe, or maybe by the end of spring, they say, now nah, we're good. We're good. Or maybe or someone gets hurt, which that's another be, thing. Yeah. That's another thing, right? So, yeah. uh, Westwood Manor Films, this is a very good question because I was just about to get to this. Uh, what type of player do you guys imagine Lewis would be at safety? I think he would be a less variant, uh, Sean Crawford. I think he's I think he's a little more physically capable than Sean Crawford, especially against the run. Um, and Crawford, you know, talk about finding the ball. He found the ball, right? But he, so Crawford had some really bad moments too. I mean, he had like those loud misses that I talk about, right? He had he had big plays, right, where he his ball production was kind of unbelievable, but he gave up a lot. I think that Lewis would be a little bit steadier there, so he wouldn't have the upside of the playmaking of Crawford, but I don't think he would have the the bad misses that Crawford did too. Um, so that's what I think just like, Hey, I'm not an NFL player at this spot, but I am, I'm a division one player, you know, and I can play at a high level um, at this, at, at this level of, of competition. I'm not going to be a next level guy. So that's, that's how I see it. Do, do you, uh, how do you feel about it? I that? see it as a guy with, you know, um, 
like a DJ Brown type, but just a potentially higher ceiling. Mm. You know, that's the way. I, I, I don't see him as the, being the tackler that DJ Brown is. Like DJ Brown is physically, I think he's yeah, he's a little bit that. more. I think he's a he, he's he's got a little bit more um, edge to him. Mm. I, I would say, uh, but just in terms of like. I think of like this guy's a smart football player. He's got good recognition. He's going to find the football. Um, except for I think that Lewis is just better in that area than yeah. Brown. So I, I think in probably I, even though I know one of the things with Lewis is that he's not like the you know the fastest guy. I do think he's a little bit better at. I I, I, I agree Brown. with that. Yeah. I yeah. definitely agree. Uh, Saint Joe Gale uh, brings up Luke Talich at safety. Um, I mean, he's a guy he'll practice there. I'm sure he'll practice yeah. there. I mean, he, he yeah. So that'll be his spot. But it's he's, like, not on, he's not on campus for one. Yeah, and uh, you're not going to re- rely on him to whatever. But it, th- that is a good point, though, because the main thing is you might just want somebody just because you got to make sure you have guys with a scout team, right? I have, and, I have a, I have a prediction about Talich. I think that they are going to know very soon if he's going to be a player for them because of his size. Right. He is not a guy who I think, I mean, he's got to fill out a little bit, but I think he is physically a guy where it's like, if he comes in, it's like, Hey, we got something. We got something. It's kind of like uh, Jack Kaiser a little bit in that sense. Right. In that it's like, he comes in, it's like, Hey, we, we got something in Jack Kaiser, like super low rated, right? Like Jack Kaiser, if Jack Kaiser lived in Montana, I don't think he would be at Notre Dame right now. Not on scholarship. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think playing for the University of Montana and be balling out. Yeah, yeah, be balling out. And I think of Luke Talich. So this is why, like, people refer to him as a walk-on and stuff. I don't view him that way. I think if Luke Talich, he had Power Five offers. Yeah. Yeah. If I think if Luke Talich went to an Indiana high school, he'd be on scholarship at Notre Dame. That's my opinion. So I don't know if he'd be in scholarship at Notre Dame, but he would. He would definitely be on the radar like he would have camped and could have had a chance to earn it and all right. that, kind of, that like that's that, why that's why that i think that's why yeah. i think he probably would have earned one because i just think i view them similar and so that's kind of how um that's how i view him so i think they'll know right away like i think jack kaiser they knew right away like hey we like him a lot you know when he came in and he didn't play as a freshman but it was just kind of like hey this guy yeah, physically be he fit us. in for sure that yeah. was one of the things. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, just uh, I'm gonna get to the super chat from uh Kirk DA Fitness. Appreciate that. Uh, great info. How did the quarterbacks look? The defensive line linebackers, can we stop the run? Uh, I think all that stuff is going to be to be determined. Um, and the quarterbacks, the, the problem with the I mean, quarterbacks, it was, it was no uh, no pads today, Kirk. Yeah, so, uh, no pads. Uh, the quarterbacks, you see, first five periods, they're warming up basically. So that's tough. Uh, Jamie's going to be there. I look, I doubt they're going to show us much because they never do. It's going to be an overreaction. It's good, but but we're going to get to see, you're going to see a full practice. They're going to do seven on seven. They're going to do uh one-on-ones. They're going to do all that stuff, right? They have to do all that stuff. Please do that stuff. So they will, they will, they, I'm sure they will. So that's what we'll talk about then, uh, Kirk DA fitness. So, uh, next weekend we'll probably, if Jamie is there, we'll have some kind of show right next Saturday. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll talk about the open practice and that sort of thing. So you're going to want to stick in with us then. Um, just thinking about it, man, I'm, I got a lot going on on Saturday. That's going to be tough. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll make it, we'll make it happen. We'll do a special show for everybody. So, um, uh, let's see. Keith Wiegand asks about a portal guy at tight end with injuries. Seems like Ballman is hurt every year. Uh, so just to get people caught up, 
Uh, Mitchell Evans is out there. Holden Stays is out there. Eli Raritan's on the bike with an ACL. Uh, I think uh, Bauman. Uh, Bauman is on a bike with the ACL. Um, and then the uh, the freshman Cooper Flanagan is not on campus. Is, he's not on campus, right? He's not early enrolled. No, did I get he's that wrong? A, yeah, summer. Right. So he's a summer guy. Um, Davis I think Sherwood. Davis Sherwood, but he's he's a blocker, right? Not really a, a tight yeah. end. So, um, but I don't think they would go to the portal. No, because you expect to get all those guys back, and I think five is good. That's a good number, um, and they should be okay. And so I, I don't see them going to the portal. I think it would take another injury for them to consider that. Um, because you have yeah, they do have to be mindful of numbers, right? In terms of like, hey, we'll get down 85, no problem. But we but if you start adding guys, like you start adding too many guys to a position like tight end, that's when it's like, well, now we're now we're getting into a, a situation where we don't feel totally comfortable uh taking in someone. Uh, Keith Wagan asked about, uh, Emil Wagner. Did he look bigger? I think, uh, Drew Mentock reported that he did, that he did look bigger and he was filling out. Jamie, uh, just said that he, he's heard he was over 280 now, which is good, which is good that he's right on track. I mean, you could get, you could see him getting in over 300 pounds then by the time the fall comes around. And then he's a, he's a real option there at, uh, at tackle. And I know Jamie's super high on his, uh, on his, on his, uh, talent there. I mean, he's got... He's got he's got abs, man. And got abs. You, that's, you don't see that very much. Yeah. No, but I mean, seriously though, he is like he can he is very much in the Ronnie Stanley mold of a guy that um you know basketball player also in, in in high school, but you can just see like he's got the mobility and the feet, and he's he's long, he's very long, and he's kind of like I, I would say just his ceiling is meaner Ronnie Stanley. Mm. And um, I think Ronnie Stanley was a pretty good player. So, I mean, I, I, I'm I not saying he's going to be that, but he, he that's his ceiling. That's the guy, if, if he reaches his full potential, that's who he has the chance to be. So all this kind of stuff. And, and the one thing here, I'll, I'll take it right from um, Drew's report too okay. of, uh, of, of what he said. So, so. Uh, Emil Wagner also appeared thicker, although I was not that close to him. But I think it's safe to say he's above his listed way of 267 last fall, which reminds me of the quote from early enrollee offensive lineman Sam P Pendleton regarding Wagner. Uh, quote, he works so hard just to keep weight on and keep adding. Uh, uh, Pendleton said, he's the only 280-pound guy I know who has abs. So that's the that's the full quote so people get more context in it. Um, so, I mean, he's he said he's like, 280 whatever so that's good and then you know but the main thing i took from that was um he works so hard just to keep weight on and keep adding weight like yeah. that is the main thing that matters so much that is the life of an offensive lineman because most human beings aren't meant to be 300 pounds right. they're not so you have to work at it you have to genuinely work at it and that's why you see guys like jeff saturday walking around like 220 after he's he's done because it's like yeah. yeah he was not supposed to be 300 pounds like he just he had to work really really hard and that's like the main thing with so many of these guys um so you know you learn as a lineman in college you have to put in the effort and he's put in the effort so that's great to hear yeah um 
and just to kind of put a bow on the safety discussion with David Solomon, um, he doesn't have the faith. So he, so his position is Notre Dame bring us, needs to bring in portal safety because he doesn't have the faith in Henderson and Watts the way he does uh, Hart and Morrison. A um, couple comments. One, you're not going to find someone the caliber of Hart and Morrison in the portal, probably. And two, I mean, Morrison might be a first-round pick. So it's that's – to me, not having the faith in, in those safeties the way you do Ben Morrison is not surprising. And it's not really yeah. a referendum on those guys either because yeah. he's really good, right? Like that's hard to find, right? Like someone – like the equivalent of Ben Morrison at safety is like Kyle Hamilton. Similar impacts as freshmen, right? So uh, that's how, you know, it, unfortunately, there's there's not a lot of Kyle Hamiltons, although Kyle Hamilton was at practice today. It was great to see him there. Uh, Marcus Freeman was a video of him talking to him. Like uh, he's probably explaining why he wanted to play him on offense and he didn't. So, but so that's where I, and personally, and just to put my own kind of personal opinion on this, I think Xavier Watts can be, um, can be the equivalent of Cam Hart. I don't know that he has the physical ability to be an NFL player the way Cam Hart does. Right, I don't know how well uh, Xavier Watts runs and that sort of thing, and his his you know man to man coverage ability is kind of an open question. But from a safety position, I think that I think he can have a whatever the equivalent of Cam Hart is at the safety position. I think Xavier Watts can can be that uh, for sure. Um, I would think like so like I, I don't I don't think Jalen Elliott is is like that level. Not he's not the same player, but I'm just saying like that level player and Jalen Elliott was a good player for Notre Dame, yeah. right? Took him some time to become a good player, but he developed and he became, you know, a good player for Notre Dame. And that's kind of how I see X Watts. I still think, you know, maybe he has a shot at being an NFL player, but we'll see. Like you said, we got some questions about him and we got to see. Um, but uh, I mean, Bernie Cordero, man. I mean, how many top 10 picks does Notre Dame have on the team? Jeez. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Bernie, given that Hart is a top 10 pick and Morrison's top, Bernie, pick, don't they, I no mean, NFL owners don't give Bernie the chance to be your GM, man. He's, he's going all <laughs> Irish in the first round. Um, Henderson to me is interesting. I, I, I have, I didn't like how he started the year last year. And that really, yeah, that really just, I didn't like it. And and I think that he leveled off a little bit. I do. Um, he didn't get as many snaps. That's the other problem. And, and so I thought that he would have kind of the type of year that Watts ended up having, frankly. And, and I don't want to give up on him, right? I don't. And I think that he could be developed. Uh, but I, I, I will say that last year did give me a little bit of pause. So I understand um, David Solomon's hesitation there. Um, I personally have a little bit more faith. In, yeah, long striding safeties, that's tough. And when, there's long striding and then there's Ramon Henderson. I mean, those strides are lengthy, right? And so that makes it difficult to get in it's and out a, of breaks. That is another thing too where it's like I think everyone talks about like track guys and he is a track guy obviously, right? It's like – Sometimes like tra track guys and having track times, I think it's, it, I do see like a lot of people say like, it's important for people to run track. And I do think it, it can help. It can really help. Yeah. Um, but it is something that if it's, that's 
sometimes this is what you are and you know and, and there's a reason why some football guys get labeled as track guys and it's not just because they have good times it's because of like how they move and how they run and stuff too um so like their change of direction and stuff um i i will say i'm not going to give up on a guy especially when he can make a play like he had that an interception against virginia yeah yeah that just right there just shows me he is um you know he he's just he's capable he's capable right it's a special and, play yeah it really is um so um he was a he's a guy that man i would just love to hear you know coming out of spring that he had just a great spring so um i'm excited to see what happens with him yeah all right we're gonna leave it there thank you everyone for tuning in this was uh this was really fun really excited to get uh the spring started um and and talk about like real football and that sort of thing and that's really exciting so uh make sure to hit the like button hit subscribe button hit the notification bell uh find us on spotify find find us on apple rate us review us there um subscribe on on those platforms as well um i'm gonna be back tomorrow uh not live it's not gonna be a live show but i'm i'm scheduled to record something so hopefully uh that comes to fruition really excited about that look for that in your pod feeds on friday and uh, go to irisportsdaily.com. Matt and uh, Drew are doing their practice write-ups. A lot of good information there um, to kind of add on to what we talked about today. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will talk to you over the weekend and look for something on Friday. Have a good one, guys.